So you know how people say like, oh, I just I you know I'm I go sports. I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Yeah, That's right. what I love. Everyone better be quiet mm-hmm. when the commercials come on. But now like there's so many spoilers. They release them all way right. before the Super YouTube Bowl comes out. Whatnot. But um, get this. I don't know if this what this says about our love for commercials or the economy or what. But CBS said they are virtually sold out of 2024 Super Bowl ad inventory way earlier than usual. Huh. So I believe it. we'll have some humdingers again I believe it. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor was talking about Super Bowl commercials, but you know what's coming out already? Christmas commercials. And normally I oh, get really? annoyed that they're jumping too soon, but I saw the sweetest one the other day. Aww. Home Run. I'll tell you, tell you who it was, what the commercial was about, and who the commercial was for next. So you've already started seeing Christmas commercials? Yeah, yeah. Normally I get annoyed because I'm like, it's not Christmas, you're going too soon. But this one was fantastic. It's a little boy and his dad, and they're walking through Macy's. And he walks up to the cologne counter, he takes a sniff, and he shakes his head and squinches his face like, ooh, no. Mm -hmm. And then they're walking by the toy department, and the kid puts his hand up like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. And they walk by the toys, and they go right up to where Santa is, and he walks up to Santa Claus, and you know, he, Santa's like, you know, what do you want, little boy? And he, he goes, nothing, I got you some slippers in case your feet get cold this year. And he gives Santa some slippers, nice, warm, fuzzy slippers. Yeah, I was like, that is the sweetest. It's kind of like the song Christmas Shoes made into a TV commercial. (laughs) Well, but he's giving them the Santa. Yeah. (laughs) Kev, we talk about a mother's love all the time Uh on our show. But I saw a mother's love in action last night, and it was so fun to see it unfolding in real time. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So, you know, we talk about a mother's love all the time on the Kevin and Taylor show. It's one of the big themes of our show. And I got to see it in action last night. And it was so sweet and so beautiful to watch it. So here's the deal. Uh, My niece is in town. And so we're kind of fighting over her. Like she spent the first two nights with my sister and then she's going to spend the last three nights with me and Glenn, Mm -hmm. my sister and brother-in-law. And so we've been all taking turns cooking for each other and we've been hanging out every night. It's been super fun. Well, my poor niece, Ava, um, my sister's youngest daughter is, she has a really bad head cold. She, um, she, her job is to do um, nursery on Sunday and all the little kiddos were sick and she had to wipe every kid's nose oh. in the nursery. And sure enough, she has a really bad head cold. Oh. So she's been trying to stay away from the rest of us. Like, okay. So we all were having dinner downstairs and laughing and talking. She's up in her bedroom doing her homework, listening to her music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, she wanted something to eat. And because she's got this bad head cold, she didn't have to eat what we all were eating that my sister had worked so hard to cook for us. Mm-hmm. She wanted breakfast for dinner. And my sister started like toasting the bagel perfectly. And then she started making an egg. And then she had to call her daughter because she had to get it just right. So apparently the everything bagel seasoning goes on top of the egg on one half with butter. But Mm. on the other half, you sprinkle the everything seasoning on the bagel first and then put cream cheese on top of that. Mm. And it all had and then. Rhoda's like, do you want something to drink? It was on speakerphone. She's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, ha- I have my glass up here, but I need water. And Rhoda's like, well, I'll bring you another glass and switch so I don't have to go up and down this. And it was just so sweet. Here she had slaved away the stove behind, in front of the stove, cooking for all of us. And then what does she do as soon as we're done eating? She cooks a whole nother meal for her go. daughter. That's mom. so sweet. The, the Moms are amazing. Three greatest, most powerful forces in the world. There's, there's gravity. 
uh, followed by inertia, but topping all those is a mom's love. <laughs> so <laughs> impressive. Yeah. So right? selfless. Absolutely. So we're talking about moms and, and how uh, other than a black hole, which in space, when the a black hole forms, it absorbs all matter violently into its center. That's a pretty powerful force. But greater than that would be a mom's love. And, and I've got a front row seat to the best mom in the world, my wife, Tracy, and our four kids. Um, she she is no stranger to making the bagel sandwich and making it perfectly. As a matter of fact, she named it after our son. It's called a Kyle Witch. And it's a very specific, not only is it a specific uh, ingredient, but it has to be a certain way. Like the egg, I think, has to be on top. And it, it's like bagel, egg, cheese, bacon, bagel. And if it's out of order, it it will be noticed. And Kyle mentioned. gets upset. It will be noticed. <laughs> mentioned, right? I don't know why I thought it was an English muffin. I didn't realize it was a bagel no, sandwich. No, no, it's, it's an everything bagel. I have never bagel. had a bagel sandwich in my life. And all that stuff Sounds on good. it. The only substitute for the bagel will be, and it's considered a treat if you can mm-hmm. find everything caviata bread. They they make these rolls, caviata rolls with every the everything bagel stuff on them. Those are good. Good, like, treat alternative. But, yep, Mm. she named it after Kyle. She makes it for him. Like, he can come. If he was like, hey, I'm coming home tomorrow, Mm -hmm. she would run out to the store today to buy all the Kyle witches, the little mini powdered donuts he likes, like, all the stuff. I know when he's coming because there are certain foods that appear when... A grown so man nice. is coming to visit. I wonder if Kyle's fiance has learned how to make it yet. The Kyle witch? Yeah. I think. Or uh, is it going to be up to him to make it for himself? I th- Yeah, he's making them for himself. And I I think once they get married, it's going to be on him. Okay. Like he's going to make them. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. There's Her name is Tenet. There will be no Tenet witch. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the Kyle witch. Have you ever had what felt like an impossible dream you were pursuing? This 17-year-old kid just broke a world record for the fastest time solving a Rubik's Cube while skydiving. Yeah. He jumped from a 14,000-foot plane, you know, plane that was 14,000 feet up, solved it in over 28 seconds. He said it was a lot harder than he expected. I mean, I can't even fathom jumping out of plane or solving a Rubik's uh-huh. Cube separately, let right. alone doing it at the same time. I know I would drop it. I would totally drop it. <laughs> I'd be like, look out below. <laughs> There's no way. Have you ever started an unexpected friendship? You are going to love this story. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Have you ever started an unexpected friendship? You're going to love this story. A grandma named Wanda in Arizona is gearing up for her eighth Thanksgiving in a row with a random guy she accidentally invited to dinner (laughs) when he was a teenager back in 2016. Now you could have dinner with them too. You can join them. Wanda's doing a thing with Airbnb where up to two guests are going to get to have a Friendsgiving with them. You'll stay at Wanda's house for the night, play board games, watch movies, and get to be in their annual Thanksgiving selfie to go with it. (laughs) Airbnb is making a big donation to the charity Feeding America. Very nice. So I have a decorating question for you about what you're taking down right now. What kind of decorations are you putting up? And when will you move forward with decorating for Christmas? Let's talk about that next. Got a big question for you. Where are you on the uh, the decorating scale? Are you are you just putting away your trick-or-treat decorations and maybe getting some stuff out for like fall themed, you know, for, for Thanksgiving? Or are you one of those people that... 
boom, you're going straight to Christmas. We were just talking about this at dinner last night with my family. So many people go straight to Christmas nowadays. Yeah. and It's it, unbelievable. It, are you getting the tree out? Is the tree already up? We've had people like call the show and be like, oh, I've got 17 trees, three in every room, yeah. <laughs> right? And I, I start putting them up you know, right, right when they start selling pumpkin spice lattes and putting the trees up. My brother-in-law, Ted, was hilarious. He goes, you know what I should do next year is just put our tree up. And then watch the looks on the faces of the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> that it's already up on October 31st. Well, you could put it up and put orange lights on it. A lot of people do that. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then take the orange lights off. My sister's hairstylist now leaves her tree up all year long. Mm. And it just, it's Easter tree, then it's yeah. this Fourth is of July funny. tree. It just goes my, through um, the cycles. My Uncle Max, uh, he used to leave his manger scene up all year. And as a tribute to him, we have a manger scene here in the studio that yes. we don't take down. It never it's comes up, down. It's up all year. It's like really tiny. Uh, but where are you in that whole paradigm of when do you start decorating for Christmas? Do you wait? Like my wife is a purist. No Christmas decorations go up until after Thanksgiving. None. Really? Zero. Cannot. See, no. my mom's coming this year for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking of doing it the weekend before. And I, I appreciate that because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. And you don't want any Christmas mixed in? No, I don't want to fast okay. forward past Thanksgiving in the you know, frenzy of, of Christmas. Okay. It's, no, so let's, you guys let's, are the purists. I want to celebrate it to its fullest. The Puritans. I want to celebrate it to its fullest <laughs> and then celebrate Christmas to its fullest. It's Kevin and Taylor. My name is Joy. Like Christmas. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so you're celebrating Christmas 365 days a year, but where, where are you on the decorating? Are, have you started your Christmas decorating already? You know, I uh, I, I wear Christmas socks year-round. Uh, Christmas music is on my in my car all year long. And yes, absolutely. All my friends know me as Joy Like Christmas or Christmas Joy. And uh, so, yes, it's just uh, all year long. You're I love how you embrace it. Elf. You, you yeah. appreciate elf culture and everything Christmas. Are you from the North Pole? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really fun is I, I do a lot of gig delivery. And I like to say that I deliver happiness every day of the year. Aww. There you go. You're the best. Joy, thanks for calling. We <laughs> need more joy in our lives. Have you ever made a big mistake and you tried to make it right? Samantha. <laughs> the story of every married guy's life. That's <laughs> yeah. what we do. <laughs> a woman named Samantha loved her experience with Delta customer service. But when it came time to give her a review, she accidentally clicked on a one instead of a five. She started to worry the awesome lady who helped her, her name's Julie, could get fired. Mm. So she went on a mission to try to find her and make it right. She called Delta couldn't figure out who it was. She, so she made a TikTok about it. Uh, hey, I'm looking for this fabulous woman. We got to make this right. And it got 9 million views. So Delta reached out. And when Samantha was on a layover in Atlanta, she joined Julie's coworkers at Delta and threw a surprise party for her and gave her a giant number five balloon <laughs> to let her know she deserved five stars. Julie was completely overwhelmed. She's been at Delta 25 years. And in her free time, she fosters dogs who've been mistreated. Aww. Sounds uh, like a fabulous lady. That's a great story. You know that saying, once a parent, always a parent, coming mm-hmm. up, that has never been more true. Hey, you've heard the saying a million times, once a parent, always a parent. You never stop being a mom or a dad, and new research reveals just how true that is. So get ready. If your kids are little, it's never going to end. <laughs> According to a new survey, the average child calls their own parent 
twice a week for guidance. So you're a parent yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got four kids. Mm-hmm. You call your parent at least once, twice a week mm-hmm. uh, for guidance. And about one in eight parents say they call their mom and dad almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And I I see this so often. Every time someone I know loses their mom, for example, they say over and over and over what I wouldn't do to be able to call her and ask her what she would have done, mm. what advice she would give. Mm. And it's always about parenting. They want to talk to their mom. We should talk about, about this. Parenting. Do you call your mom and dad on the regular like that? Do you call them to get advice? How often is that happening? Give us a buzz. So how often do you check in with your mom and dad? Or how often do your kids check in with you? That way, I'm sure it's not enough, right? <laughs> you never call. We'd love to hear from you on this. Hey, Lisa, it's Kevin and Taylor. So they say parents are calling their parents for guidance a lot, like at least once a week. How about you? Oh, definitely. You know, I think now that I'm in my 50s, I think I probably uh, call her more now than I used to. Maybe it's because uh, I finally listened to her advice more than I did when I was younger. Uh-huh. <laughs> no kidding. Can you tell it kind of builds your mom up? It builds up her self-esteem that you oh, want definitely. her input? Well, we, we lean on each other. All kidding aside, I, I know I have a stronger mom my mom now than I've, I've had my entire life. So wow. definitely it makes her feel like she's got a purpose, you know? Yeah, mm. that yeah. is awesome. And that gives hope for so many parents that have you know, some tough stuff going on with their kids right now that the best is yet to come. I know I took her advantage of her too much when I was younger and mm. uh, I can't take that time back. You know, hey, so if she wants me to help her figure out how to get something on the uh, iPhone, uh, you know what? She taught me how to use a fork and spoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. It's payback time. Got yeah. it. Thanks for calling. We really appreciate you hanging right. out with us. Yeah, thank y'all. We appreciate you so much. Hey, Kathy, we're talking about how often do the kids check in with mom and dad? So so you have grown kids. How often do they check in with you? Well, I'm very lucky they call every day. My son talks to my husband, and my daughter calls me every day, probably three or four times a day. Wow, very wow. nice. That's got to make you feel great. <laughs> Is she looking for it life does. advice or guidance usually? Well, Yes, and just, you know, she just likes to chat. Check in with me. She'll do it on her her ride home from work when she's in traffic. And, you know, that 30-minute time we get to discuss the, her day at work. And uh, we discuss what we're going to do, you know, the next weekend or when we have plans. Uh, it's a really nice uh, way of staying in touch and connected to your children. That is cool. And you know what's interesting in our house, Taylor's, uh Three of our four kids have moved out, and um, including two daughters. And and the two daughters, before they left, one of them was so much in the mode of, I'm going to college, and I'm living my life. We would rarely see her living in the same house. We rarely see her. And, and I would occasionally very snarkily go, you still live here? <laughs> but now, fast forward to now, they're out and on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called Tracy pretty much every day on their way to work. Oh, I love that. Every day so special. they call. And sometimes it's, you know, to sometimes it's the vent. Sometimes it's the, you know, gripe or moan or something about something going on in their lives. But normally it's just like, hey, what's going on? I'm so glad you're sharing this because I know so many moms right now in the throes of their daughter's teenagering hard. Mm. And they'll like send them a text. Maybe they're off at college and they're luckily lucky to get a check mark or a heart four days later. Right. From the text. Yeah, so that's yeah. really a good hope for so many moms right now. Yeah, I think so. You hear a lot about teens these days, but more and more parents are concerned about their kids who are young adults. 
That's because depression and anxiety can really hit young adults uh, actually twice as much as teens. Hmm. 60% of 18 to 25-year-olds are struggling with meaning and purpose. Huh. As, uh, as followers of Jesus, you hear that line and you're like, ooh, uh, alarms go off. Young people are saying they feel on edge, lonely, and directionless, and they worry about financial security. They're, uh, they don't feel like they matter. They're lonely. So what can a young person do to lift the anxiety and the depression? Research showed that what helps the most, focusing on fostering relationships, volunteering, caring for others, and joining causes. And I know for those of us that listen to the Kevin and Taylor show, we're like, please get involved in church. Mm-hmm. Please. Like I, I was just talking to um, a young person about their small group and how much meaning that they do Bible studies together. And then they end up um, having, it's their small group from church and then they have game night together. And it just adds a lot of purpose to a single person's life. Coming up, who do you feel is willing to take more risks, men or women? Who do you feel is more willing to take risks, men or women? Hmm. I'm, I'm, my natural tendency would be to say men. So usually when we do these things, it's the opposite of what I think. So uh, I'm going to say women. Actually, quite obvious. It's men, <laughs> right? It? Everybody okay. knows that. But have you ever wondered why? Researchers were determined to figure it out. And it's because women are more sensitive to the pain of any resulting loss. Hmm. For example, men are slightly more willing to start their own business and invest in the stock market. Turns out women focus more on the possibility of financial loss and anticipated experiencing more pain from those losses and therefore took fewer risks. Right. Guys are convinced that it will be a success, if nothing else, from the the sheer force of their own passion. (laughs) And there are many failed businesses on the the, uh, the heap of, I'm going to make this work. If I have to spend our last penny, I'm going to make this work. Does AI, artificial intelligence, does it make you nervous? Are you like, gee, I wonder how this whole thing's going to play out? What's it going to mean in the future? Am I going to have a job? Because am I going to be replaced by AI? Uh, I'm going to tell you about something I saw uh, that was AI to the next level that was affecting people and their health care. We're going to talk about that next. So do you think uh, a lot of us are anxious about artificial intelligence because it's just this great unknown it's like there's so mm-hmm. much like it just sounds ominous, doesn't it? Artificial intelligence. Very much. Um, and it, it is probably going to make people a lot of people are going to have to look for other work because it's going to take over uh, what they're doing. Uh, some of it's good. Like we've got a new Beatles song because of A.I., right? They could lift John Lennon's voice. Did you get to listen? Yet? Of, oh, yeah. I've listened to it like 100 times. How is it? Um, it's good. But they could lift his voice off of that track using artificial intelligence. So to me, that's like, Wow. What else are they going to come up with like that that's cool? But this was something that made me kind of go, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Uh, We were in an airport. My wife and I uh, took a huge trip for our anniversary, and we were in an airport in Switzerland, which is the pharmaceutical capital of the world. Um, Massive banner hanging in the airport trying to get people to um, be a part of a study. It's called Genitrive AI, and they're going to do pharmaceutical studies, depending on they list all the conditions that you could have like heart disease or I don't know, diabetes, or there was like 15 different categories and you could volunteer to be a part of an artificial intelligence pharmaceutical study. Hmm. I don't know that I'm raising my hand for that. (laughs) How about you? Would you be like, okay, I'm in. 
I don't. It just depends what they want from me. I don't. I don't know. Probably well, they want your DNA, right? Well, from well for the, from reading it, what they do is they take whatever condition you have and you put you put a bunch of data in, and then AI tells you here's what dosage or here's what prescription they should have, oh. and then you'll go into a trial based on AI's findings for okay, did that work? I try to avoid medication when at all possible. So no, yeah, I well, it's um, really want it's, that. it's all the yeah. pharmace- pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. but it's this massive thing. They call it pharma AI. Wow. Crazy. I'm I, saying no to that. I'm not doing that. I can tell you something that I, it's the first thing that popped out on my phone when I woke up today. Yeah. And it's definitely an AI out of control situation. And huh. we've got to figure out how to rein it in. It's, it's not a good All right, situation. We'll talk about that next. We're talking about AI and, uh, and you woke up and there was something AI on your phone. The first thing I saw today when I got up was. Uh, a headline that I, I normally I try not to click on any headlines on my phone. First mm-hmm. thing I I first thing I try to do is do my quiet time. That's the goal. But this one I couldn't resist. I clicked on it and it was this high school in New Jersey where uh, the girls got to high school one day and they're like, "Why are the boys acting so weird?" Like. They're giggling, they're whispering, (laughs) they were weirder than usual, and turns out they still do not know who did it, but someone created fake, inappropriate photos of all these high school freshman girls, and they're humiliated, Hmm. and they're completely fake. The parents are like clamoring for like action. Mm -hmm. Local police is investigating. They still don't know how they did it, and a lot of the, the parents are freaking out because they're like, how is this going to affect my daughter's future? Because mm-hmm. these photos are out there on the World Wide Web, and she didn't do that. Mm. She never, she was just being herself, and someone created this inappropriate photo. Mm. And so I just felt devastated when I read that for these girls. Like, it's already hard enough being a, an eighth or ninth grader in high school and all the peer pressure and the issues that you deal with. But then to have something so bad happened because of artificial intelligence. That's Mm. just keep those girls in your prayers and those parents in your prayers.